every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Hello and welcome to the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. No game for Morecambe Football Club this weekend, of course, due to the international break and the Shrimps call-ups. So we thought we'd do something a little bit different, a fans roundtable to discuss the season so far and lots more besides. I'll say roundtable, a rectangular zoom on my laptop as we continue to stay safe in these times, but you get the idea. Hello from Dave Salmon. Uh, Thank you as ever for for your ears. So, on the way, lots of discussion, lots of debate, lots of chat about all things Morecambe Football Club. Uh, let's get going and introduce our uh, fans panel. We have uh, Chris Mills. Hello, Chris. Hi, Dave. Uh, we have James Mayen. Hi, James. Hello there. We have Mickey Miller. Hi, Mickey. Good evening. Uh, we have Michael Hope. Hi, Hopey. And uh, we also have uh, live from the uh, Morecambe Hotel, Darren Clifford. Darren, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, good evening. Right then, gents. Well, I think the first question I have uh, to you all is tell us a bit about yourself um, and why do you support Morecambe Football Club? Chris, let's start with you. Okay, yeah, well, um, you may probably pick it up from my accent as we go through. I'm actually originally from East London. Um, I moved to Morecambe four years ago. Um, so I, my, my childhood team was Tottenham. Um, and uh, for the last eight or the eight years before I moved to Morecambe, I'd been living in Bournemouth. So watching Bournemouth for all those years. I still go to the occasional away game. But um, when I moved up to Morecambe four years ago, uh, I started to go to watch the games um, and kind of sat in sufferance a little bit for a couple of years because it wasn't maybe so great. And then the last two seasons have been, well, rather good. So uh, it's um, been a season ticket holder for all those four years. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's beginning to go the same way that Bournemouth went. Well, I, I can remember, Chris, not ever so long ago, Bournemouth and Morecambe being in the same division uh, in, in League Two. And it, it can happen, can't it? So uh, what, why not the Shrimps? Well, indeed, yeah. So uh, let's hope so. Uh, James, what about yourself? Well, um, I've been going to Morecambe games regularly from the age of about five. Um, my first Morecambe game was when I was a baby, about one year old. Um, Morecambe against Doncaster back at Christie Park in 2000 in the conference. I was asleep most of it, you know, being a baby. But um, I remember going with my dad down to Christie Park regularly um, from the age of five, seeing us play through the conference. I was at Wembley in 2007 and, of course, this year as well. Um, so I've I've been a Morecambe fan all my life, really, and absolutely loved it. Um, and obviously, more recently, it's been absolutely brilliant as well. Um, Travelled about a bit watching Morecambe as well, and I'm excited to see the future, uh, to what, what the future lies. Now, Mickey, I saw a, a picture of you on uh, social media at Gillingham last week. You were holding your uh, enormous flag in the away end, one of the, the hardy 120 or so that, that made the trip to the Priestfield. Why Morecambe for you? Well, because basically it's an odd one because I think it started off in primary school because um, like um, some of the first team squad and the manager um, used to come into our primary school handing out free tickets and stuff. And then um, I used to go on and off and then... Um, 
as I got into about year eight, nine and stuff, and um, all my friends started going to watch Morecambe, I thought, oh, I'll go on. Then um, I just caught uh, the Morecambe bug from there. And I've just been going home and away everywhere and stuff. Um, and yeah, and um, through Morecambe and stuff, I've made some of my best mates uh, uh, for life and stuff. And it's just, there's no feeling to describe it. Um, for supporting you um, a local team, um, travelling to some dumps and yeah, it's just a really good feeling. Hopi, what about you? Why Morecambe? Why a Morgan for me? Well, I've, been, I've not been a Morgan fan as long as half of you lot in here. First game, I actually went and grabbed this just in a little brief. That was, this is the first programme I ever had. It was from uh, Morgan versus Hartlepool United back in 2015. I actually went for a birthday treat. My dad took me took me and a couple of my mates to go and watch Morgan. Went to the Hurley Flyer afterwards and I caught the Morgan bug from there. I had a great night. The atmosphere was fantastic. Back when we had a, a lot less fans, but it was still a great cracking night. And after that, I fell in love. And I actually, um, and after that, I ended up getting a job at the club. I've been working at the club for about four or five seasons now. And uh, I work on match days, um, ticket office, or you may have, some of you may have seen me in the club shop. Uh, just love it. Love the club through and through. Got a lot of ideas for future, future things. Just love the club. Now, some of you around this table have been supporters uh, longer than others, as uh, you've alluded to. And uh, uh, Mr. Darren Clifford is uh, certainly one of the uh, the more mature, shall we say, shrimp supporters. Darren, why Morecambe and where did it all start? Thanks very much. <laughs> oh, Darren. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, where did it start? Gosh, well, um, confession time. My entire family were uh, Liverpool fans growing up, so... Um... So I was indoctrinated at an early age, but I wasn't allowed to go Anfield on my own. Um, the one place I was allowed to go on my own was Christie Park. So I started going to Christie Park in the 80s. Uh, first game was against Horwich Armour MI. Um, and just, you know, cut grass, party, smell a liniment. I just, I was hooked. Um, been going ever since. Even when I was in the forces, I had time leave off so that there was, there was home games on. And then when I came home, it was just a natural thing to just start going even more. Um, and then, you know, we relaunched the supporters club a few years ago. Um, and, um, you know, as some people will know, I also uh, wore a very large red cat suit at one point because um, because um, I'm slightly addled on the quiet. <laughs> and, and now myself and my friend Charlie are sorting out the, uh, the away travel because we just love the football club. We love the people. We've, we're top to bottom from boardroom right through. There's just some amazing people involved in our football club uh, that are an absolute credit to our town. And you know, uh, Mickey's been on uh, on some of our trips, and we've had a we've had a proper laugh. And and it's been it's been great to just go to places that are absolutely wonderful, except Gillingham, obviously. <laughs> far away does isn't it it's a little bit far. Uh, now one of those wonderful people currently involved uh, with Morecambe is. Uh, from the Shrimps media team, uh, Matt Smith. He's been very quiet so far. Hello, Matt. And uh, how are you enjoying your time at uh, the Mazuma so far? Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I was lucky enough to be invited to be involved with the club in, I think it was January. Uh, as part of my university course, I reached out to Charlie Appleyard just for an interview before the Chelsea game, obviously, Massive game for the club um, and thought it would be nice, a nice little feature for my own personal blog. So reached out to him and uh, I got a call 
well, no, he, he sent me a direct message on Twitter about an hour after I published it, sending his number and saying, can you call me? So I thought, oh dear, I've done something wrong here. I've cheesed off a director. Oh dear. Um, but no, he said that he really liked the work um, and invited me to start working with Matt Rushton at the time in terms of speaking to players and interviewing them for the website, etc. And then it just stemmed from there. Um, I started going to home games. My first game actually was the Salford game where we were 1-0 down on 93 minutes and ended up winning the game 2-1, which was just unbelievable. And then since then, um, I have to agree with what everyone else has said. You know, I've, I've really caught the bug. It's a fantastic football club. Um, obviously, Wembley was amazing. And, and to see the club now competing and uh, doing really well in League One is is incredible. So, yeah, really, really lucky to be a part of it. And, um, you know, just to see what it means to obviously everyone here and, and everyone who comes down to, to home and away games, it's brilliant. So the fans, Matt, and, and certainly the people around the round table talking to us today, give us a bit of a flavour about being part of the media team it certainly evolved, hasn't it, significantly in the last few months. What is a typical week for yourself and for, for Ryan Daly? I don't think there's such thing as a typical <laughs> week, to be honest with you. Um, no, it's like you say, it has changed a lot um, after Matt Rushton left. Um, everybody who's a fan of the football club knows the name Matt Rushton. You know, it was some of the content he created was unbelievable. Um, but, you know, I think since Ryan's come in, I think it's, kind of, you know, the benefit of hindsight suggests that the move has, has worked for everybody. You know, Matt's gone on to, to Blackpool and no doubt he's doing a great job there. But yeah, Ryan's come in and, and something he was really keen on was um, just enhancing the communication between the club and the fans. Um, and I think that's something that myself and Ryan have been really heavily involved with, whether it's, you know, transfer news or, or player injury news or just generic match day kind of stuff. Um, so that's something that uh, that, that we, we focus heavily on and, and really work our, our week around. Um, in terms of, you know, standard week stuff, obviously, if we're playing on a Tuesday, we'll do all the pre-match interviews on a Monday with the gaffer and, and a player. Um, and then obviously you've got your match day and then same again Thursday for Saturday. So we'll go down to the training ground, speak to the gaffer, speak to a player and just start preparing for uh, for the game. So it's kind of uncharted territory at the minute with uh, with it being the international break, but hopefully there'll still be a lot more um, quality content to, to, to go out for the fans. Now, talking of the international break, guys, I still have to pinch myself. I'm sure you're the same, that, that not only are we playing League One football, but also as equals, we're playing the likes of... Sheffield Wednesday. We're going to be playing other enormous football clubs as the weeks and the months go by. Chris, it doesn't get much better than that as a Morecambe fan, does it? Well, I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing Arsenal in the Championship next year as well. But um, um, but for the moment, I think, uh, yeah, the Sheffield Wednesday game was great, wasn't it? I mean, it was a proper good atmosphere in the Mazuma. Um, big crowd, big away following. It just it was awesome, and uh, it was just particularly pleasing to see that we beat them one 0 um, You know, and to, and to, you know, we we competed in that game. I think we've competed in every game that we've we've had, and you know, we're playing against the likes of Rotherham, who came down from the Championship as well. You know, so these are clubs who've got good experience at you know at Championship level, and we we've, we've competed really well with them and, and come away with points as well. So I think it's it's been a great start to the season. James, I think it's fair to say that. 
I think as Chris alluded to there, we are playing them as equals, but not only that, we're not looking out of place so far either, are we? No, not at all. I mean, um, just looking at some of the other teams in the division that we haven't played yet, you know, we've got to go to the Stadium of Light in December, um, a stadium that seats nearly 50,000 people. And I've, I went to university in Sunderland, so been to the Stadium of Light quite a few times and it's a hostile atmosphere, but just going to the Stadium of Light and seeing Morecambe play there in the league um, is just going to be absolutely magnificent. The fact that Sunderland just a couple of years ago in the Premier League, and really it's a Premier League standard ground, um, is, is just crazy, um, you know, to see that teams are coming... You know, sometimes we've had it in League Two as well. You know, and when we played Portsmouth, obviously we've got to play Portsmouth again this season. Um, but, you know, this is uncharted territory for Morecambe. And the fact that we're playing the likes of Sunderland and the likes of Sheffield Wednesday, you know, I'm, I've got that away game at Sheffield Wednesday marked in my calendar on, I think it's the 8th of January. See, I'm memorising these dates already. Um, you might, I might be a bit sad for memorising those dates but um, Bolton as well in December um, there's many good away games to look forward to this season There certainly is at the, at the Stadium of Light there are and Matt will be interested in this there are 171 steps up to the press box I know because a couple of seasons ago when I was uh, doing some missionary work on the file coast covering another team who play in tangerine shirts uh, I counted every single one of them and all the way back down again. So um, get your walking boots out, Matt, when we play at the Stadium of Light. Uh, Darren, you said something very interesting there about the early days, about when we played the likes of Horwich, RMI, Emley, other, you know, the Dog and Duck, other, other if essentially very low-level non-league sides. To those big-name clubs, many of them former Premier League sides, it's a completely different planet now, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's a different universe. It's um, I I have to pinch myself sometimes, especially after the after the game against Sheffield Wednesday on on Saturday, which we won. Um, we beat Sheffield Wednesday, um, who last time I checked have won cups and leagues and are a massive football club, and we started our life next to the Horwiches and the Leaks and the Ghouls and the and the Buxtons and um. Um, we had less fans in those days, but the one thing I'm really, really happy about is it, it is the same club, the, the same people, the same the the same heart, the same stuff that was an absolute massive set of values about our football club has endured all through those days. And you know what? That's that's about the fact that we've got some brilliant fans. But I tell you this much: we've got a brilliant board of directors. And 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 you look in, you look inside that board. Unlike some football clubs who we won't name, but we look at our board and it's full of fans. It's full of supporters who have just had some luck, you know, and and a bit of judgment as well, obviously. But just incredible people who you know who which which other club after a football game do you get to go and you know give your two your two co-chairmen a hug after the game? You know, you don't, it doesn't happen. You know, um, James and Charlie, you know, coming and saying hello to everybody. It just, it's, it's incredible. And, and that, 
that family feel about our football club still hasn't changed since, you know, 1985 when I first turned up. And, and that's the thing I'm most proud of is, yeah, all right, we're doing really well on the pitch. We've got a great manager. We've got a fantastic squad. Um, but, but you know what? It comes from the top and, and the top is in a really, really good place for me at the moment. And, I, and that makes me proud of my football club. It makes me proud of my town. Fantastic words there, Darren. And I think every word you say is absolutely true. Mickey, do you get that impression as well when you go to the Mazuma Stadium? 100%. Like, what I love now is, like, the whole town's sort of getting behind us. Like, I remember going to Cheltenham on a Tuesday night a couple of seasons ago and taking about 20, 30 fans. And now, like, we're getting, like, our away following up and 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 um, whatnot. And, like, I just like it because, like, the whole town's finally getting behind us, like, We've not had it in previous seasons. Like, um, I used to get absolutely terrorised saying, oh, look, uh, Morecambe lost again at the week. Uh, and, like, and now we're doing well. It's just it, it's just good to be able to, like, give it back and stuff. And, like, and like, and it's just a great feeling, to be fair. And, like, it's not changed. Like, th- throughout the years I've been supporting a Morecambe football club, like, like that, like, um, as um, Darren said before, like that family feel still there and stuff. And that's what I love about it. Like, we're all, like, at the end of the day, like, we're all one big family and stuff. And that's what I love about it. And like, everyone always looks out for each other at away games and whatnot and then um, stuff like that. It's just, yeah, an incredible feeling. And now to say that we're in League One and then um, coming up against your Chef Wednesdays, your Charlton, E. Wigan and stuff, it's absolutely incredible. Hopi, do you get that as an employee of the club yourself on match days? Is that the feeling that you get as well? I completely agree. There's been a buzz this season. It's never happened before. I can still remember the Saturday evenings and the Tuesday nights going home, my head held low back in 2016-17 when we weren't winning games that much. And that feeling is sort of just gone now. Like Mickey said, we used to be getting, when we used to go to school and that, we used to get, oh, more lost again at the weekend. And we can we can give it back now. Me and my friend Kieran, we were, we were the only Morecambe fans in our year. We went to uh, our ladies, and we were the only Morecambe fans. And we used to get it. We used to get it week in, week out. Every Monday, we used to come up to me and my friend Kieran and say, "Oh, Morecambe, we get at the weekend two 0 at Carlisle." Or, but it is just nice to say, "Look, we've beat Chef Wednesday. We've beat one of one of the biggest clubs in League One, and hopefully, we're going to do it again with people like Sunderland." Let's talk about the start to the season then, guys, if we may. Starting with you, Chris, before a ball had been kicked in August, would you have taken where we are in terms of our points and our results? Would you have taken that at the start of the season? I think so, definitely. And, and that's particularly because we've got a lot of new players that have come in. So um, Stephen Robinson seems to have been able to actually get these players in, get them working to his, his way of playing and get them organised pretty quickly. And I guess that's that's probably quite a challenge when most of the, the well, the majority of the squad are new new to Morecambe. So he, he's had to kind of build from, build from fairly a sort of low base in terms of the, the existing players. So I think given that that was the starting point and, and we've had some couple of difficult games, you know, we played Ipswich rather than Sheffield Wednesday, I think to have you know, in the league to have played five, one, two, draw one at this stage, I think, you know, and, and we're mid-table, I think it's a, a pretty good start to the season, really. I think we would certainly, personally, I would have taken seven points from five games, but not just not just the points, James, the manner in which we've gone about our business during the matches as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, 
looking just looking back at the the games, um, I pinpoint Blackburn for instance. Um, Stephen Robinson certainly showed um, that he can adapt when things are going wrong. Um, so at Blackburn, uh, the first half we did not look good at all. Um, they were running rings around us on the wings, and we were quite tight at the back. Um, not, you know, facilitating the likes of Ben Brereton, Diaz, and um, Tyree Stolen. We, we were giving them lots of space. And then second half, um, Stephen Robinson made a bold call, uh, made a couple of changes, switched to three at the back, and you know we came came from behind and won that game two one. And in in all the games this season. Um, you know, we've we've battled hard, um, we've had a never say die attitude, um, and it's absolutely great to see. Um, I mean, I was amazed um to see we go down to Ipswich, we're in front, um, Ipswich equalize, we're we're in front again. And obviously it was ever so unfortunate that Ipswich scored um in added time on that day um to, to equalize. But I would have taken a point um, be, before the game, you know, playing at Ipswich in front of 20,000 fans. Um, it's just amazing. And um, Stephen Robinson has, has got a Morgan team together that uh, the town can be proud of. You're listening to a Shrimps Live fans roundtable. No game for Morecambe uh, this weekend due to the uh, international break. But uh, we're uh, having a good chat with uh, some uh, diehard uh, Morecambe fans, all things shrimps, uh, talking about uh, before the season started, during the season, what's going to happen. Loads of things uh, to debate in, in the next short while. Darren, in terms of our start to the campaign so far, how have you assessed it? Um, yeah, like like the lads, it's it's been tremendous. But I think the thing that I've been most impressed with is is the fact that we haven't looked out of place in any single one of the games. We've we've competed in, in every single one, um, even you know even the Rotherham game. You can't say you can't say that they absolutely smashed us, um, and you know their goal was a bit of a freak one once the once the wind had caught it. So you know you look at it and you just think he's got he signed eighteen players in a really really short amount of time, and and he's got them playing together and he's got them looking after each other, and um, I'll, I'll I love to see it when you know when there's you know, there's a couple of dodgy tackles that go in and your teammates surround you and support you like the like at the right at the end against Blackburn, people might remember. I love to see that. That shows some togetherness. And that that tip that trip down to Worcester obviously paid has paid dividends already. But, you know, for Robbo to have, have gelled eighteen new players along with the guys that had that had come through from last season, uh, notwithstanding the fact that Liam has has gone to Carlisle this afternoon, obviously. That people will be aware of. Kelvin's just, on to Kelvin's on to Carlisle. Don't be. Uh... <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, wrong one. Yeah. Giving um, us a heart attack there, though. Yeah. Um, Freudian. Um, but um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I can't believe how good we've done, and and against some really really tough sides. And that's not to say that there'll be sides that are uh, that that are you know nearer our level that are not going to give us a game. The thing that I you know, I look at is is in those in those games that we're not that we are expected to do relatively well. You know, are are those teams going to be surprised by us in the way that Ipswich clearly were? Um, so you know, we're going to have to step up every single week, and and 
I, I, I'm I'm stunned how well we've done so far. But I think some of that, and 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 Steve Robinson's already mentioned it in some of his interviews. Some of that is because the guys that are presently talking to you, who are in the mosh pit behind the goal, are getting behind that team for ninety minutes. There's not there's not a moment's rest for for the opposition when they come to our our ground and. You know, and that's all credit to the fans for actually stepping up and saying, you know what, you need us more than ever this season, so we're going to be there. And and that's that's what's really impressed me as well is is the the togetherness across the football club. The team are together; we can see that. But also, you've got you've got a set of fans that absolutely get it with a manager that gets us, and that's clear as well when he talks about about how the football club's progressing, and and that's why. You know, I don't want to jinx us or anything, but that's why I think that we'll be that we'll be more than safe this season. And and you know, and Steve Robinson will, will get all the credit and all the accolades that he deserves on the back of that because he because he deserves them. We're going to talk about Stephen Robinson in just a tick. I'm also going to introduce a uh, a special guest who's just uh, jumped onto the round table in uh, just a moment as well, if I may. But so uh, coming to you, Mickey. Uh, what do you think about our start to the season so far? Is it ab- above expectations? 100%. It's like before, well, like previous seasons, before the start of this season, uh, the bookies who wrote us off instantly um, 24th. And I think we've um, pulled off a few surprise results, i.e. your um, Blackburns and stuff and um, your Chef Wednesdays. But like like um, others have said in this call, we've not looked out of place once. Like even when we've lost to um, Rotherham and um, Gillingham, like... We like we've not looked out of place, um, and that's what I like about it. like the lads always give hundred and ten percent and whatnot, and like the fans are still up for it as well. Like even when we conceded uh, uh, to Rotherham, like behind that goal was just il- electric because us as fans back the lads as 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 much as we can, and we and like that's what I like about it. Like no one's heads drop. We just like safe we lose, we look forward to the next game, and and then. Um, that's what I like about it. And I suppose as well in the games that we have slipped to defeat, there's been no game so far and we have played some big teams, including two massive clubs in the championship. There's been no game so far. Yes, there's been periods where we've been outplayed and perhaps even outclassed, but the scores, we've not been thrashed yet, have we? And we've not looked like being thrashed either. No, and like, that's what's good about it as well. Like, a lot of teams, no, well, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, Morecambe are going to get beat 5 4 5 nil against Chef Wednesday. And then, um, um, and then we shocked a couple of people and beat them. Like, and then, like, it puts people into reality, like, uh, Morecambe aren't going to get thrashed every week. And, like, Morecambe are doing well and stuff. And, like, and that's why I like it, because, like, it shocks people and, like, it makes people realise. And then that's what I'm hoping we'll get a couple of more people through at the, at the gate as well. Like, um, going back to what I said before, like, I remember like um going to school. I think um I forgot where we were. We had um, Halifax in the FA Cup um a couple of years ago and we lost one nil. And then I remember going to school and I got absolutely terrid. Um and like it's now them. It's like now the same people who are terroring me are turning up uh, to more, like I'm turning up to the Morecambe games and it's just like good to see because like more and more people are getting on board and I think. As the season progresses and more and more people will start jumping on the bandwagon a lot more as well. Mickey, thanks very much for that. Delighted to be joined on the Shrimps Live at Fans Roundtable. He's hot-footed it from his train 
to manage to get to get onto the call, Director James Waitfield. James, uh, a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Good to see you all. No problem at all. So, James, we've been talking about uh, the start of the season from a from a director's point of view. I suppose it couldn't really be going much better. No, it, it genuinely couldn't off the field and on it. Um, I think that um, Stephen and, and Dermot and the whole coaching team um, and the, the squad have, have, have shown that they've got the metal um, and the ability to compete on the on the field. Um, as Darren was saying, couldn't have asked for a better response from from the town and from the fan base um, to see that the numbers of people coming into the stadium, to see the, the level of, um, of, of appreciation of the challenges we're facing with double the, double, double the, the old average attendances and um, everybody's patience on that. On that front. Um, and then with all of the work that's been done um, behind the scenes by, by all the staff and everybody involved, it, it's been just incredible. It's, it's, it's astonishing to see what can be done when um, a very large group of people all pull in the same direction. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just been incredible to see. Really, really quite humbling so far. We'll touch on that in a second. But uh, I remember it was only three years ago, I think. What was it? 940 was the attendance for the Colchester game in, in, in League Two. And that I think at the time that was the lowest football league attendance for, I think it was, was it 20 years? Darren will probably know. Uh, more about that than me, he's more of a stats man. Uh, but to go from 940 to five and a half thousand for the Sheffield Wednesday game on Saturday, that is quite quite an upward curve, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, and then the, 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 the best thing about that is that it was it was almost 4,000 Morecambe fans. So, yeah, all right, we, we're benefiting from the from, from a big following at Sheffield Wednesday, and we'll have the same against Bolton Wanderers and Sunderland. Um, and other bigger clubs as the season goes on. But 4,000 Morecambe fans um, for, a, for, a, for a league game is, is just absolutely brilliant. And um, and it doesn't matter whether it's people who've been coming for 20 years or people who are literally coming for the first time with their kids. Everybody's got behind it. I, was, I, couldn't, I couldn't help but watch the video back of, um, of the Yes Sir, I Can Boogie rendition at the end of the game on Saturday. I literally had it on on loop on, Saturday, on, on Sunday after Sunday. It was just just wonderful to hear. And um, yeah, truly, truly, truly brilliant that 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 number of people have got behind the club, um, and the whole thing—it's it, all sort of clicking together at the moment. I think I think everybody's pinching themselves a bit. Matt Smith from the club's media team is with us as well uh, around this uh, table, and, and and Matt, we've spoken about the Morecambe family, haven't we? And I, I suppose when you've got directors who are in it for the right reasons and their fans themselves, that that goes a long way to, to making things a lot better. It makes all the difference. You know, I think Darren's already alluded to it. It's very rare at a professional football club that the fans get to mix with the, the board of directors and the co-chairman as much as, as, as we do here at Morecambe. Um, and, and seeing how far Morecambe have obviously come, um, especially in the last couple of years, is just testament to, to the work that James, Charlie, and everybody on the board and, and the co-chairman have done. So it's, uh, I think it's fair to say that they're reaping the rewards for, for everything that they've done for the football club. And unfortunately, so is everybody else in terms of being able to enjoy, you know, week in, week out, League One football at such, you know, incredible prices. Now, Chris, you will have been about when, uh, through, let's say, um, less favourable financial times, not ever so long ago, flirting with administration, one owner coming in, one another person pretending that they own the club, 
all sorts of strangers sleeping in the boardroom and, and all sorts of other shenanigans going on. So finally to get some stability and some people who really care about the club, that, that must, as, as a fan, that must be uh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, it's interesting, Aaron was saying earlier that, that, that the way that they've maintained the directors, um, you know, uh, I, I, you know, when the new owners came in a few years ago, that they, they made that conscious, this, this conscious decision to maintain, maintain those directors. And I guess that's, that's probably paid dividends in, in the sense of it's provided continuity, um, you know, and, and kept the sort of ethos and the feel of the club in place, which, which is good. Um, and, and I guess it, it must be particularly pleasing for those guys now to see where we're, we're going because they've probably been through some tough times as well. So for them, so for them as individuals, you know, um, to see to see what's happening now must be must be a, a, a great joy for them, um, and they deserve it, frankly, because you know they've been through those difficult times. But yeah, it's it's. Um, it's interesting as well. I mean, just as I, as I said at the beginning, I've been watching Morecambe for four years, having moved into the area, and you can just see the change that has been made. And I think particularly this year, in terms of the communications outputs, I mean, there's been a real step up. And I guess that's that that's part of you know um, part of being a League One club, isn't it? You've just got to raise that game a little bit more um, and do more things. You've got more fans. You've got more expectations. And 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 from everything that I've seen, you know, from the beginning of the season, it, it everything's just seems to be moving in the right direction, which is which is great to see. I mean, the, the media content, the amount of stuff that you can now watch on YouTube is just fantastic. And um, you know, um, we kind of, I kind of lap it up really. And but it keeps you engaged, doesn't it? You get to see what's going on in and around the club, and that's great. Not too much of that, Chris, please, because Matt's head's gradually he's going to go off the screen if we're not careful. But uh, I think you are right in the it's not just the media stuff, though, is it? It's the whole it's the whole football club's offer on and off the field. Darren, you've been with the club through some very dark times as well as some very happy ones. And, and it's not but it's not ever been any better than this, surely. No, no, it certainly hasn't. I had the dubious privilege of meeting uh, both Diego Lemos and Joseph Carla um, and was one of the people who was who was extremely sceptical uh, when Jason and Colin came in. Um, but you know what? They've been men of their word. They have done absolutely everything that they said they were going to do and then some. Um, and now we've got a football club that, has, yeah, like I said earlier on, it's retained its its ethos, its its set of values and its culture. But there's a it oozes professionalism, you know. Um, anyone who's met Ben will will know exactly what he's about, you know. And it's not just about the fact that the, the club has taken a big big risk by doing the doing the discounted um, season tickets, but they've they've backed that up by going, you know what? And now we're going to sell you a load of stuff. We're going to sell, you know, those concessions are working really hard. The club shop has got some incredible people in it, and and it's it's a it's a it's a far far cry away from those days when, um, I, you know, I, I'm not telling tales out of school here. When I I I put a, a resolution to the to the council to try and bail the club out, which was rejected that uh, on that night, and I ended up, I've I've cried three times about my football club. I cried in a full council meeting because I couldn't help. Then I cried at Coventry because of the relief of staying in the football league. And then I cried after Wembley in May. And um, uh, and that's what this football club does to you. <laughs> it, it takes, it's taken me from 
from a, a child to a 50 year old man now who just cries at the drop of a hat because my football club just makes me so so unbelievably proud because of the people that are there and it's 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 down to all of those you know and we could spend all night naming them all um but but like i said earlier on it starts at the top you know in a bad organization they say that the the fish rots from the head down well we've got a really you know the people at the top end are an absolute credit to the town, to the football club, to everything about football, actually, in general. When you look at, you know, the dire straits that some perceived bigger clubs are in, you know, the berries of this world, who I've got mates of mine who are Berry fans, um, and we've got a football club with with owners and directors that just just go the extra mile all of the time. And and if, if you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it, I, I'm speechless sometimes about the experience that we're having right now about about our football club and you turn up and you just think wow we're here and you know what just as importantly we belong yeah we're going to talk more um to james uh, and hopefully another director about his journey and about the the real nitty-gritty about being a director of morecambe football club tomorrow we'll put that into a another podcast on shrimps live in another week or two's time but just uh, just give us a bit of a flavor james if you would uh you must be delighted when you hear comments from diehard fans who have been with the shrimps through thick and thin and they talk about the board of directors in those terms that makes it all worthwhile um it's it's pretty humbling to be honest uh you know me i think i think you know Jason and Colin have been absolutely honest about where they sit from the start and they've wanted people to help them to run the football club because they've got all their, their, their different interests. Darren's absolutely right. You know, they've done exactly what they said they would do and more. Um, but they need, you know, they need, they need Rod and Graham to put the hours that they put in. They need mixed football expertise. And, and hopefully, you know, me and Charlie have brought a little bit more capacity and maybe a fresh idea or two um, to, to the mix. But to be honest, for, 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 for me and, and Rod and, and Graham and Charlie, we're, we're living the dream. You know, it, I, I've, I've, been, I've spent 20 years trying to take Morecambe into the Champions League, playing football manager on every train journey and every plane journey. And so, you know, here I am and we're, we're doing some of this stuff for real. And tell you what, it's not that different. <laughs> Good job with football manager. Um, so so I, it's, it's enormously humbling to hear people say nice things. Um, it's... It's, it's really encouraging. I think um, we're all keen not to get complacent. And whenever you're doing well, you've got to tap yourself on the shoulder and remind, and remind, uh, remind everybody that, that you've got to keep keep going. I think it's important to, to, to say, and this is not just because I feel like it's the right thing to say, but it's important to say that all of the different volunteers who put time and effort into Morecambe and have been doing for, in some, some cases, decades, you know, the people who are clearing the litter after the games, um, and have been doing that for years. The people who who run the online um, online blogs, who run Twitter feeds, um, the guys who, who who volunteer whenever the club needs needs something doing. There's there's there's, there's countless people who put an awful lot more time, effort, and um, over the years in, than, than we have. So, you know, it, all we're doing is the same as that. But yeah, there's a, an extent to which we're living the dream. There's an extent to which we mustn't get complacent. Um, and there's an extent to which it's just uh, you know it's, it's just very humbling to hear people say nice things. But you go, you know what? There isn't actually anything um, that that we're expecting to go go wrong at the moment. You know, the, the plans we put in place are working. Um, everybody's pulling in the same direction. Everybody's been reasonable and patient um, about things. And you know, I think a long, long time ago, um, somebody who I respected enormously took me to one side um, early in my first career, um, and he said, uh, "James, I hear that things are going really, really well." 
Leicester. Um, and he said, we'll enjoy it because it won't bloody last. Um, in fact, he said another, another word that wasn't bloody. Um, a gentleman who, who's lived um, out in Arcombe for years that Darren might well know of. But um, you know, in this instance, we are pinching ourselves. We're not going to get complacent. But there isn't anything to stop the train. You know, it, it, it is going to keep going if everybody keeps pulling in the same direction. So it is, it's just exciting. And just very briefly, James, as well, where are we in terms of, we speak about the, the three-year plan, where are we down that road in comparison to where we thought we were going to be? I suppose quite far ahead of that. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the, the reality is that um, thanks to Derek and the team, we had to literally draw a line through the, the number three and replace it with a number one um, on, 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 on the 31st of May. And so um, it, we are, we, we've had to accelerate it. I think it's, in a way, it's probably helped us a bit because it's, it's forced us to make some slightly braver decisions than we might otherwise have made. You know, that, that season ticket initiative, we may have come up with it, but we were, we were forced to, to act quickly and to come up with something in a hurry. And um, I think it's, it's, it's helped enormously. Um, and we were always going to get Ben on board. We were always going to um, overhaul uh, monitor areas and get the media team firing on all cylinders, thanks to, to Matt and Ryan and the great work they're, they're doing. But it's just it's just put pressure on us to do everything a little bit more quickly, um, and and I think that's that's probably where we're, where we're at. There's some stuff that we would have liked more time to do. You know, it would have been nice to have more time to put a roof over the, the home end um, at the back. It would have been nice to have more time to increase um, the the capacity for, for, for food and beverage at the away end. Um, so there's some things that you know you just can't click your fingers and make make happen. But in in, in most instances, it's put pressure on us to act more quickly and, and, and take braver decisions. And I think that's been a good thing. Let's go back to matters on the field then, if uh, if we can. And uh, we've touched on the start so far, and, and I think we're all delighted with the way things have gone uh, in the seven games that we've played. James Main, let's come to you. Who have been your standout player or players so far for Morecambe? Um. Well, I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it? It's got to be Cole Stockton um, with the amount of goals that he's scored so far this season. I think, not sure if he still is, but a couple of weeks ago, he was the top scorer in the top four divisions of English football. Um, and that is quite something. Um, obviously, he's been with the club a, a few years now, um, played under a few different managers. And um, what, what I respect about Cole is, you know, when he signed a new deal in the summer, um, he said that, you know, there were options to go elsewhere. Um, and obviously a new manager came in and he and he committed to to stay with us. And he's doing very, very well for us at the moment. Um, but yeah, now in terms of one of the new lads, um, you know, I've I've not I must admit I've not been to every game. Um, but in terms of who I've been impressed with, I quite like the look of Greg Lee, uh, the left-back. Um, he looks like he offers something different going forward um, to what we've had before. Um, I mean, I, when, I, when I played football at school, I, I played in left-back, so I often look at, look at that position. And I think, um, you know, back in the day... Um, a, you know, in earlier times, Lawrence Wilson was was just like that, and he was excellent um, going forward. And Greg Lee looks like he offers something different. But then again, we've we're great at the other side of uh, defence as well at right back with Ryan Cooney. 
Um, now, that was a tremendous bit of business um, to get him on a two-year deal from Burnley. And he is doing absolutely brilliant. Um, now, obviously, he's one game away from a suspension, uh, having taken four bookings already. But um, he's showing a lot of grit and determination. Um, and I'm sure with him being a young player and with us having lots of young players in the side, um, they're just going to come on and they're going to improve. And it's something that Stephen Robinson's very good at. You, you see that from his time at Motherwell. So there's plenty of potential in that side. Um, but you've also got to mention to Marnie Diagaraga as well um, with the engine room that he's been in midfield. Um, you know, first half of last season, he wasn't getting much of a game because um, of you know, other players in midfield, you know, Adam Phillips before he went to Accrington and obviously he's come back now. Um, but Tumani was crucial to the second part of the season. And obviously he's 34 years of age now. Um, the, the oldest outfield player in the squad, if I, if I remember rightly. And um, he's been very, very influential um, in, in the moves going forward uh, this season. And, you know, there's lots of names you could uh, consider. Write down that stat, James. Thank you. Ryan Cooney, four bookings. Thank you. I'll remember that next Saturday. Uh, Hopi, <laughs> what about you? Who's impressed you so far this season? I have to agree with everything James has said. The two that stuck out in my head was Cooney and Stockton. Them two have just been absolutely fantastic. But I'm also going to have to mention, my lad is on the back of my shirt, Sam Lavelle. He's been a cracker. He's been an absolute cracker this start of this season. He's done, he's done us some good. Uh, Chris, who has impressed you so far this season? Well, I can say I, I probably agree with what's been said already. Um, I mean, I definitely think Ryan Cooney seems to have upped his game a little bit more this season. Um, he seems to have stripped a bit fitter. Um, I, I don't know if that's unkind to him last year, but he does seem to be a bit fitter this year. Um, and he's, he's definitely, I think there's four yellow cards or four, is it? He pretty seems to pick up a yellow card every game at the minute, but I think it does tend to show that he's definitely up for the fight, isn't he? He's, um, he's very much in the opposition's face, and I, I, I kind of like to see that. Um, the other one that I do, the other person I would mention is, is Jockel Anderson in the goal. Um, he also seems to be a bit of a character, um, certainly from the interviews, and, and you know, you, you could certainly hear him uh, at the home games, you can hear him shouting out, you know, giving plenty of direction to the back four, um, yeah, and I think he's made some great saves so far and looks pretty secure. So I think he's going to be a, uh, a hope, well, hopefully he's a season-long loan um, from Reading. Um, um, I'm getting some nods, so it suggests that he is. But yeah, I think he's going to be he's going to be a good find for us this season. I think um, it's always good to build from the back. So uh, yeah. Darren, any other names or do you agree with the, the rest of the guys? Yeah, they, they pretty much named the entire squad there, haven't they? <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? I, I think yeah, that, no, that, absolutely. That's the way it's been. It's it, and that's the thing, isn't it? it has, it's a squad game, and 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 that is being absolutely proven at the moment. Um, I think, um, yeah, Yokel um, is, uh, you know, he's just turned twenty, hasn't he, on Wednesday? So it's stunning, you know, what what he's already achieving at such a young age. I like a defender. Honourable mention to Sam Lavelle, um, for for no other reason than the fact that he's just an absolute professional. Puts the shirt on, still leads the football team. So you know, fair play to him. The one. The, the other the other people I'd mention is is probably I think Shane McLaughlin's looked absolutely fantastic, um, really does a brilliant job in midfield. 
He's injured at the moment, but the one player that excites me out of all of the team that nobody's mentioned yet, who's he's injured at the moment, he will come back. And when he starts scoring, he's going to score a hatful, is John Arayunga. I think the man, is, he's, got, he's got pace to burn and he's going to be a massive threat when he comes back. Um, love him to pieces. He's got a great attitude. Lovely guy by the by, by all accounts as well. So um, um, I, they all deserve a mention, really, because everyone's everyone's done their bit, haven't they? Every everybody that's come on when when the gaffers changed the the formation or whether he's responded to something, you know, they've all come on and they've all done a job. And nobody, nobody, not one single one of them has let us down. And and that's that's tremendous, I think. You know, um, and that you know that shows. You know what an unbelievable job that Robbo has done by bringing you know eighteen brand new players into a football club and and getting them all right. It's it's stunning, actually. You know where else would that happen? You know they've they've done something similar at Ipswich and it hasn't turned out so well so far for them, has it? Um, the one thing I would say is, and and James kind of alluded to, to this earlier, is when we hit the sticky patch, stick together, stay together, be the family that we know we are. And we'll be all right, because I think if this football club sticks together, there's nothing that's going to stop us from doing anything. Um, but you have to be aware that in football, stuff goes wrong because it's inevitable. <laughs> of course it is. Matt, you are fortunate enough to uh, be in close quarters uh, with the first team squad on a daily basis. Who's impressed you and who are the characters uh, within the squad, apart from the ones that we already know, of course? Um, I think they're all characters in their in their own way, to be honest with you. And, and I'm sure that's what you want when you look at a squad. You don't want too many, you know, um, like class clowns, for lack of a better word. You don't want too many big characters. You, you want that mix. And I think, you know, you look at the lads that Stephen Robinson's brought in, it's fair to say that he's done just that. You know, you look at Yockel, um, he's, he's, it's difficult to describe Yockel, to be fair. He's, he's, an, he's a top bloke. He's a really good bloke, but he just loves it. You know, you can see him when he's in training or when he's warming up or during games. He just loves it. And that's what you want, isn't it, really? Um, yeah, really good uh, characters within the squad. I think in terms of players I've been impressed by, um, it's difficult because pretty much everyone's been said, haven't they? Um, but I think that tells you the variety of names that have already been put forward tells you what you need to know you know it's not a case of one or two standouts it's pretty much every single player standing out um for for, for positive reasons and, and rightfully so you know the the in some cases historically speaking when there's been a large overhaul of a squad you know it's taken a lot of time for for that squad to gel and you know looking at training and and the chemistry in matches, it hasn't taken long at all. And again, that's testament to the work that Stephen Robinson and, and the backroom staff are doing. So I, I've been impressed by everyone. And, and, you know, we're only, what, five, six games into the season. I'm really looking forward to seeing that grow throughout the campaign. Let's talk about the gaffer then. Is he Stephen? Is he Steve? Is he Robbo? Let's just call him the gaffer for now. Now, James, you were, of course, on the board of directors when Stephen was appointed. You appointed Derek Adams. You were at the club when Jim Bentley was the manager. Give us a bit of a flavour as we go through. And obviously, we've had two managerial changes in the last two years, which is almost unheard of at Morecambe Football Club. Three very different characters, but uh, 
three managers who all did a great job for different reasons or, or in Stephen's case are doing a great job. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like all, all three of them. I, I didn't get to work with um, with with Jim um, as a director, but I got to meet him um, quite a few times. I was lucky enough to be sitting across the table from him at the gala dinner a couple of years ago and had a good chat with, with him and Kenny and just a lovely guy. I had a good chat with him at Wembley as well. Um, I think that, you know, Jim was absolutely instrumental in that development of Morecambe and a team that had been um, outside the football league for so long into being a, a, perm a permanent fixture in the football league. Um, and as I've said a number of times um, since he left, he, he did work wonders with a budget. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there, there was a need for him to change things and a need for the club to change things, which just happens as life. Um, Derek came in and I've, I've never met a human being be more well, I thought I was into, into my football, but you know, Derek would be on on the on the the analysis software at four o'clock in the morning, and, and he will still be doing that right now at Bradford. Um, and he just sort of took it all upon himself to do absolutely everything. Um, not quite all by himself, but he you know he was a one man football machine, um, and and he just wanted things to be done a particular way. And I think for last season, with all of the strange challenges that it threw at us, um, and a very unique set of circumstances. Um, Derek was perfectly suited to, 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 the, to the task. And then, you know, Steve's come in and he's um, similarly obsessed and, and, and incredibly hardworking. But Steve's come in with a, a clear mission and vision to sort of embrace what we're trying to do more broadly with the football club and push the whole thing, thing forwards. So you know, he's brought Dermot in, he's, 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 he's sort of developing relationships on the non-footballing side um, to a greater degree than maybe has been in the case in the past. He's taking a massive interest in what Stuart's doing with the academy. So, you know, again, it's just he's just a different person again. So I, I wouldn't say that there's one that's better than the others because they're just different types of human being and different types of manager. But from where we're at right now, for um, you know, a club that's trying to become genuinely competitive and sustainable in, in, in League One and also trying to develop players, trying to become a place that, um, that, that, can, that can be sustainable without a Sugar Daddy, without a Ryan Reynolds, we couldn't have a better manager than Stephen, you know, because he's embracing the full thing. And in fact, I think that's probably one of the reasons he's joined us, because he wanted to join a club with a plan and with a vision rather than just, you know, a, a club that needed a manager. Um, so, yeah, all very different characters. Um, we... We've got the right one for where we are right now. Chris, I think uh, I would echo that, that, that sentiment. I think all fans have been super impressed with Stephen Robinson and, and his, his work ethic and his philosophy so far. Yeah, he's great. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I think he's, he's a little, also a little bit scary, isn't he? He's kind of when he's when he's being interviewed and stuff. Um, he, he's obviously a big character, um, and I, you know, as a player, I, I'm sure you wouldn't want to have a bad first half and get on the wrong side of him. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a, he can he, he, he can he, he will tell you tell you um, what he thinks if he needs to. But yeah, I know he's been great. You can watch him on the. I, I stand on the Berlin Wall, so I watch across, and you can just see him absolutely animated throughout the games you know he, he he kicks every ball um you know he's 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 you know he kind of he lives and breathes it doesn't he see and you can see that and that's great i think um and i think that's possibly also reflected in the players um in the way that they play you know they press hard um and and certainly as fans you know you want to see your team give a hundred percent and i think you know even when we've lost the fans have stayed really behind the, the side because we can see that the players are giving everything. And I, I think as long as that continues, 
you know, fans will always con- continue to support and get behind their team as long as that's happening. And I, I suspect with Stephen, you know, we're going to get some rough periods. We're going to get periods where we win, when we don't, you know, when we lose a few games on the trot. But I think he'll, you know, I think he's the type of guy that will make sure that the players keep at it, um, keep them motivated. And, and, you know, hopefully, you know, yes, when we do get, you know, spells where we don't, aren't able to win games, you know, we'll come back from that. And I, I feel confident of that. One thing that has impressed me personally so far this season is, he is a man of principle in terms of the way that he plays the game and the way he sets his teams up. That flexible 4-3-3, yes, we've seen the 3-5-2 a couple of times. It's worked really well. But even in the games that we've been losing or, or we've been chasing, it's never been the kitchen sink. It's never been lump it up to the big men, get the defenders forward. We've always tried to play the game in the right way. And and and, and James, main coming to you, um, I, I suppose if you've watched the season of Derek Adams... Great that we got promoted. Of course it was, but it wasn't that easy on the eye, was it, last season? And, and it's chalk and cheese in comparison. I mean, yeah. Um, there's a word you could use about the way that Derek was in terms of results, but I'm not going to use it um, in this because, you know, it's probably not appropriate to use. Um, but, you know, it. We under Derek, we did have... Um, I think we were like the leading team in, in League Two in terms of chances created. Um, he he put to get he organised his defence very well. Um, we were absolute rock at the, absolute rocks at the back. You, you saw that at Wembley with the amount of pressure that Newport put on us. Um, defended like gods most of the time, um, and it was absolutely you know obviously like you say it wasn't easy on the eye. Um, set up to, to counterattack, hit people on, hit teams on the break. And, you know, we frustrated other teams by doing that. But the fitness levels last season were brilliant as well. So even if it wasn't so easy on the eye, we were getting the results and it was good to watch. Um, we didn't often win by big margins. It was, you know, 1 0 wins here, here and there. Obviously, there was, you know, a, I think it was a 4 3 win over Oldham towards the end of the season. But, um, you know, I happily um, paid for £10 every week to, to watch us on iFollow um, wherever I was in the country at the time. Most of the time it was in London during, during last season. Um, obviously, Stephen Robinson likes to play a bit, um, play it on, on the floor. is sort of less physical, as it were. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever gets us results is whatever pleases me. Um doesn't matter about the way we play. I'm just happy if we get a result. But if you can play uh, attractive football and get the result, I suppose, uh, so much the better. Just a couple more questions then, uh, guys, if I may, before uh, I all uh, let you get uh, get on with your uh, your Tuesday evening. You've spoke about I follow there, James. I'm going to come to you for this first, Hopi. You've watched the games on I follow in empty stadiums. You've being part of a five and a half thousand record attendance at the Mazuma and the, the fantastic atmosphere that that brings. What is the contrast as a supporter between lockdown and where we're at now? Oh, it's twofold. It's, it's great. One of the highlights of last season for me was just going back against Tranmere just before we went to Wembley. That was one of the highlights. Like working at a club, I love, we, we try to make the match day experience just something that everyone can be proud of. I work 
closely with Toby Greenwood, who's a stadium manager, and he goes above and beyond every week to try and make the, everyone's match day experiences top notch. And we all do, but directors do, James does, Charlie Appleyard, to mention him as well, he does, everyone does, Rod, Graham. We try to make the match day experience as great as possible. And just being a supporter at Morgan Football Club, it just feels better than ever to bring, to bring Martin and Ben into it. They've done some fantastic work as well. It's just about the match day experience. We want to make everyone feel at home. And I feel like that's that, that's been shown. The football's been great. Hospitality's been great. Every, everything's just, you know, it's just been great at Morgan Football Club recently. And that atmosphere, Matt, I suppose, watching the games last season, being one of the privileged few people to, and I suppose James as well as the director, being able to actually still go and see live games of football, granted in front of empty stadiums and you can hear every breath and every shout and it's just echoing around and the contrast to now and, and certainly the, the home game so far at the Mazuma, it, it, there's nothing like it. Oh, it's been fantastic. Even I've done 100% away so far this season as well, going to places like Gillingham and Ipswich. Uh, as long, uh, as they're not flattering. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, we're not flattering places to go. But the, it was it's just been great. Going on with coaches, going on, I've been on the boardwalk, trust, I've been going with people. And it's great to see all the fans and the buzz about going on away days. It might have been long journeys, but we didn't feel that long because of the buzz around the club and everything that's going on. And Matt, from it's, a press point of view... In the box, that noise, it just permeates down, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it does. It's, uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one when I say that I get goosebumps. You know, you see the teams walk out and just the roar and, and it's such a contrast. I know it goes without saying, but, you know, last season, like you say, the, the, the teams walk out to just, just silence and just the eerie echo and it's, it makes you appreciate it even more if that's possible. Bear in mind, we are where we are. And you look at, like we're saying, no fans last season. We were very lucky in the respect that, obviously, we were allowed to get the fans in for the Tramia game and, and we were also allowed to get the fans down for Wembley, which was brilliant. But I, I remember speaking to Ron and Graham um, and they said that, obviously, as special as last season was... It, it's a season undoubtedly that will live in the you know the memories of Morecambe fans forever. But at the same time, it's still tinged a little bit with disappointment that the fans couldn't be there in person to experience it. And I completely agree with that. But that said, if you would have said to all the fans, you know, a season behind closed doors, watching it on your laptops, but next season we'll be breaking attendance records, we'll be beating big clubs week in, week out, and we'll be in League One, and you'd take that every day, every single day. And, you know, the, the games that we've, we've had so far at the Mazuma this year, and even the away games with the, uh, you know, travelling contingencies, like I say, it's just, it's goosebumps, isn't it? It's, it makes you appreciate it so much more. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Darren, we've spoken about uh, the good old days of non-league and Horwich, RMI, Ghoul, Emily in front of 150 supporters. It's on. A, it's just completely on a different level now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it is a completely different level. Um, but yeah, the contrast between the old days and these, and you know, three blocks and a dog on the scratches, and you know, the, the old bank, yeah, massive. But you know, especially between last season and this season, and you know, Glennon Freeze did an absolutely brilliant job on on iFollow. Um, they they really kept us in touch with everything. 
Um, I always uh, enjoyed the conversation about who's, who, who had the best biscuits. Um, it was it was a highlight of the day for me when I was watching a game. Um, but now we're taking part. Now we're there to get involved. And um, if we did before, none of us are ever, ever going to take for granted actually being there ever again. And that's the key thing for me. That's I think that's why the atmosphere is absolutely rocking away and at the Mazuma. You know, we had we had what was it, three hundred and fifty six down at Ipswich, and we outshouted twenty one thousand people because we were bang up for it. And every single fan that I've met is just savouring every moment now because we missed it. And I know the club missed us, and and that's that's why it's working. Uh, and I can't wait for the next game. AFC Wimbledon, here we come. <laughs> And James, I suppose from a director's point of view, without getting too much into the uh, the, the trade secrets of, of, of the balance sheets of the football club, we need good attendances to, to, to generate the budget so we can be even more successful. Yeah, we do. I mean, you know, it's dead simple. Actually, when you look, I, I didn't know anything about running a, a football club. Um, I knew a bit about running a business. Um, and when you sort of look under the hood, you realise how simple it is. We've got to generate um, good um, revenues on match day, profitable revenues. We've got to generate as much non-football income as we possibly can. Um, and we've got to develop and, um, and, and realise value from players. And, and that's it. You've got to do all those things. And then you've got to run the business really effectively and run the business really well. Um, so, yeah, you know, good attendances and good attendances that want to stick around, good attendances that want to spend an hour before the game at the stadium and a couple of hours after because there's a... There's a, there's a football match or maybe even a rugby match on, on the TV in the bar afterwards. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's it's all these little tiny incremental changes and improvements that have got to be made. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. And I think just to touch upon what everybody was saying, saying, I would not in a million years want to repeat the COVID-impacted season that Morecambe Football Club had. And I would never want to see an empty stadium, no matter how much privilege it was to be going and being one of the only two fans at places like Cheltenham and Cambridge last season. But if we're really honest with ourselves, Morecambe Football Club got the opportunity last season to almost reinvent itself in a bit of a vacuum and without the distraction of all of the ongoing stuff. And Derek was the right manager for that job because he was just interested in winning football matches. Nothing else. Absolutely laser-like focus on that. I think um, the rest of the club got the chance just to take take a breath and go, right, OK, how do we kick this thing forward? How do we change the the the, 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 the atmosphere? How do we change the, the culture of, of the organisation? Um, and I think that has therefore set us up very nicely for this season. And the contrast between zero fans and five and a half thousand is just enormous. But the contrast in levels of confidence is enormous as well. So, yeah, it's it's been a... It's been an interesting period. We've got to get people into the stadium. We've got to make sure they have an absolutely brilliant time. We've got to make it better than going to soft play on a Saturday or having a day in the lakes or a, a day shopping in Preston. You know, they're the things we're competing with. And we're not just competing with Man United and Liverpool and Preston North End and Burnley Matt and various other clubs. You know, we're 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 competing with whatever anybody else might do on a on a Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday evening. We've just got to make the stadium experience better than those things. Um, so that's everybody's everybody's hard work. So yeah, yeah. I mean, as I say, I wouldn't repeat last season in a million years. But there was a, in a strange way, it gave the chance, it gave the club the chance to take a look at itself and reinvent itself a little bit. I think that's what's happened. 
Looking forward, James, to uh, discussing uh, that uh, that very difficult last 18 month period with yourself uh, at uh, at greater length for a future podcast that we're going to be putting out on Shrimps Live in another uh, week or so's time. Just very quickly, then, gents, before uh, we wrap things up, uh, let's talk uh, predictions and hopes for the rest of the season. It's been a great start to the campaign, Chris, hasn't it? How, as a fan, standing on the Berlin Wall every weekend, how do you see it panning out between now and the end of April? See, I, well, I, I'm going to say, Dave, I'm quite a pessimist, so I, I, I'm going to I'm going to probably sound a bit downbeat here. But I, to me, success this year would be to stay up, um, to, you know, to be competitive, um, you know, to to maintain a four four thousand five thousand regular gate. Um, and, and to me, I think that's success. I think obviously the club will want to like aim higher and do better than that. But actually, if we can achieve that this year, I think that would be great. Um, I think that would be success. I mean, interestingly, we started the season, predictably the bookmakers had us favourite to be relegated. I had a check this morning, actually, and we're no longer favourites to be relegated. So um, so we've we've already built upon, uh, uh, improved upon that a little bit. So that's good. Um, we defied the odds last year. We'll, we'll hopefully defy them again this year. But yeah, I, I realistically, it's a really challenging league. Some really big clubs in there. And I think if we can get mid-table, and be competitive and and kind of solidify the gains that we've made. I think that would be a great season. Um, so yeah, I, I hope it doesn't sound too downbeat. As I said at the beginning, I'd love to be in the championship next year, playing Arsenal and beating them at the Mazuma. But um, I, I suspect that may be a bit of a long shot. I suspect the gentleman in the bottom right of my screen would, uh, and the rest of his uh, director colleagues would uh, would love that too, Chris. Um, James Main, what about yourself? How do you see it panning out for the rest of the season? Uh, similar to Chris, I think. Um, I mean, like he, like Chris said, we want to be staying up um, ultimately to start off with. Um, and how, how high we can go, you know, we've, we've, we've certainly got the squad capable of um, achieving things this season. Um, a mid-table finish, I would snap your hand off for that. But... Um, you know, I, I would love a I would love a cup run as well. Um, Stephen Robinson's always been one to take cup competitions seriously. Um, so even if it is in the EFL Trophy, um, a trip to another trip to Wembley in the, for the EFL Trophy or something like that would be absolutely great. An FA Cup run. You know, we were unlucky not to be able to go to uh, Chelsea last season. Um, to, to watch that, you know, we had to watch it um, from the comfort of our uh, settee at home. But um, I would love a cup run. Um, I don't see any reason why we can't do that because, you know, in the in the League Cup, we've we've beaten Blackburn, we've competed with Preston North End. Um, I see no reason why why we can't go on a cup run. So yeah, I'm optimistic. Um, and we'll just see how things go, take it bit by bit, and um, we'll be there for the players. Uh, we'll we'll enjoy the ride, just as I'm sure they will. Darren, how do you see it panning out? Um, well, I, I wrote a pricey for the season for 442 magazine, at the end of which they plastered their prediction, which was 24th. Um, I really, yes, yeah. I, yeah, I, I genuinely, genuinely think uh, that we're more than capable of finishing in 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 a, in a decent mid-table position. 
I think if Saturday has shown us nothing else, it, it's that it's the, the only thing to fear is fear itself. We've got some good lads. They work their socks off. The manager knows what he's doing. They're obviously fit as butchers' dogs again like they were last season. And and I'm more than optimistic. Yeah, the reality is you stay in the division you're in. That's, that's the first step in any football club's journey is stay where you are and build on it. But I think we're, we're going to surprise more than a few. You know, Sheffield Wednesday weren't surprised. They were shocked. Um, and there's going to be more this season that, that come away from our ground thinking, what in the hell happened there? Um, and we haven't had a tonking yet, as you mentioned earlier on, but we will give somebody a paste in one afternoon. Mm. I'll tell you that for nothing. By the end of our season, we would have given somebody a proper a proper crawly six niller. And I'm I'm really optimistic about the whole thing. I'm 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 joyously optimistic about our manager um and everything about the football club. So I I I think mid table easy. Matt, we are very lucky to to be not only be able to go to every game home and away, but also to have the best view, well, not on every stadium, but on most stadiums, one of the best views in the house in the press box, where do you see it going for the rest of the season? Um, just, you know, to echo what's been said so far, I think I, w- I was certainly positive uh, pre-season, um, you know, at training and seeing the effect that the gaffer and the backroom staff and and, and the new squad were, were having together, you know, uh, the pre-season games filled me with, with even more confidence. And then you look at the start we've had to the campaign in the league and, and also in the cup and, like it's already been said, we haven't looked at a place at all in any game that we've played so far. And if you can't take confidence from that, you, you, it's difficult to think what you can take confidence from. So for me, um, I think after such a great start, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see us push on and uh, just surprise everybody apart from ourselves because we all know what, what Morecambe Football Club's capable of. Um, you know, just silence the outside noise and, uh, yeah, uh, Mid mid table, I'd say, um, and it will be, it won't be fluky, it won't be lucky, it will be thoroughly, thoroughly deserved, and it will be one that uh, that everybody associated with the football club will, will look to build on next campaign. Final word to you then, uh, James uh, Wakefield. Uh, I suppose as a director, you've got to sometimes stop yourself getting a little bit too carried away, despite everything that's happened. But it's really difficult not to, isn't it, with the start that we've had. How do you see it panning out between now and the end of the season? As a, as a supporter, not as a necessarily as a yeah. custodian of the club. It's funny, I'm, I'm often doing these things with Charlie and I leave it to him to get carried away and I have to play the kind of the serious one. In fact, I'm increasingly realise, realising that I'm kind of only wise to his more. Um, but um, the, the, the reality is, as a fan, we've got more bedding in still to do than the vast majority of clubs in League One, if not any. Um, we brought in more players. We overhauled the entire um, system. Um, the manager changed. So we will get better. We've got two strikers coming back from injury, um, both of whom could have a massive impact. And um, I think that we've not necessarily been surprising teams um, so far. We've just been deserving the results we've got. We might have got slightly better results. So as a fan, I think we'll finish off 13. I really do. Um, and as, as a director, I would be pleased with that as the building um, point for what's coming in the future. Um, you know, we've got to be both ambitious and 
um, avoid complacence at the same time. It's a, it's a tough job. You've almost got to do what, what New Zealand does with its, with, its, with its rugby team. The whole country of New Zealand um, always amazes me because they manage to believe that they're the best in the world at all sports, but rugby in particular. But they manage to do it whilst um, maintaining a, a humility um, and, uh, and a nice attitude. And I think that's, that's what we've got to try and, and, and replicate. We've got to be humble, but also supremely confident. Um, and ambitious. Um, so yeah, mid-table this year as the starting point for what might come in the next couple of seasons. Thank you so much to Morecambe fans Mickey Miller, Michael Hope, Chris Mills, James Main, Darren Clifford, along with director James Wakefield and Matt Smith from the Shrimps Media team. Hope you've enjoyed our fans roundtable discussion. Lots more to come, of course, on Shrimps Live with full match commentary of Morecambe's next home game as AFC Wimbledon come to the Mazuma Stadium next Saturday. Looking forward to the build-up team news and the whole game live. We're on air from 2.45 on 103.5 and 107.5 FM. If you're listening on Beyond across North Lancashire or, of course, via the iFollow platform to morecambefc.com. Subscribe from there, wherever you are in the world. It's cheap as chips. We would love your company. Thanks very much for listening. Don't forget you can continue the discussion anytime you wish on Twitter by using the hashtag ShrimpsLive. Or you can always drop me an email to studio at beyondradio.co.uk. Thanks so much for listening and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.